What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the VR Download. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about all the latest in virtual reality. We have two versions of it. Mondays, we talk about hardware and industry topics. Today, we're going to be talking about the gaming side of VR. Specifically, the games you see on the screen here are going to be the main topics of today's show. The games that we have been playing most recently this week, such as Miss VR, Warhammer, Battle Sister, and Medal of Honor. So hello, everyone. Thank you for joining. Hello, G-Dog, Chris, Katayam, HD, Walito, and everyone else in chat. How's everybody doing? I am David. I will be your host today, senior editor at UploadVR.com, and I'm joined by my esteemed colleagues here, two fine gentlemen. Hello. How are you guys doing? I'm good. Hello, everyone. Ian here. Hello, I'm Jamie. This is, this is the first time we've had what I'm going to call the big free on a podcast in a while. Yes, that might be too. <laughs> three. That might be too arrogant. And the three of don't us, tell Harry, I said the that. three of us have been have been an upload for almost five years together. Oh Jesus! Yeah, Ian's been here for five years already. Yeah. But Jamie and I joined at GDC twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah. yeah, five so, years covering VR. So That's been... twenty years in regular job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, right? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's been a ride. Let's say that. that Back in my day, you were lucky to get a Gear VR game that was good. <laughs> you Gear were just VR. Back in oh my, my gosh! You were just begging yeah. for the tiny morsels of of exciting gameplay that never really materialized. I cannot tell you how often I played Smash Hit because it was the only good yep. game for so long. I was going to bring up Smash Hit. Yeah, that's Pistol Whip. Pistol Whip. You mean Pistol Whip point? You know, zero point one, right? Yeah, yeah. So there was that one Adventure Time game that was like twenty minutes long, but it was just a, a platformer, and it was actually f- decent. So I played it like four times. <laughs> Good stuff. Nice I remember. That, um, I remember that game. So they put yeah, a Christmas gonna... hat. They put a Christmas hat. It was so good because you could, you put it the Gear VR on Christmas Day, and your character had a Christmas hat. It's just a nice little touch. Wow. So Early meta. example of holiday themed content right there. Yeah. <laughs> But everyone in the yeah. chat, let us know what are your favorite Gear VR games. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're old enough to remember the Gear yeah, VR, yeah, rest uh, So I guess first we will dive into what we've been playing. Um, Medal of Honor. We're saving that for the big discussion at the end. I'm not going to talk about that yet. Instead, I'll say my answer is Contractors on Quest. Oh, yeah. um, I've been playing that a little bit. I'm going to be reviewing that next week. I'll do some videos and streams of that next week as well. Um, Overall, it is a really, really good port, Contractors. I think they did a great job. Um, I was really kind of struck by the difference in playing a new PC VR game like Medal of Honor versus a Quest game like Contractors, a game that has been taken from PC, optimized, ported, downgraded, optimized, you know, streamlined for Quest like Contractors versus a game like Medal of Honor that uh, requires a NASA-grade computer to run reasonably well, even though it doesn't even look that great. Um, but then contractors, like, it's just butter smooth. You know, it just, it reminds me of the importance of optimizing and um, building for your target platform and your target audience mm-hmm. well. Because, like, you can see these graphics, you know, this, it kind of looks like a PS2 game, you know, like, oh, visually. Um, it looks kind of like Play-Doh, almost, like, cardboard <laughs> buildings you know like it doesn't look that great it looks a little better in the headset gun models are okay um, but the environments you know textures are very flat um but the gameplay is just so smooth you know it's just mm-hmm. so 
so good in in the gameplay, and that I think that alone, you know, really elevates it. And it, it's Wait, cool because he did, he did a forward roll in the, in the in the footage just then. Did he? Did yeah, the man so physically think, forward roll? Yeah, so that's what I do because I'm a real gamer. But you know, I for see. You, I'm guessing you probably wouldn't do that. No, my knees wouldn't be able to take that, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I, I think whenever um, I think you can, if you sprint and crouch, I think it does that animation for your character. Um, or those could just be NPCs. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Just like a real Samus or Sonic rolled up in a ball moment right there. Your face is just... Yeah, so... Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting carried yeah, we'll, away with we'll that. Have more very on, excellent. We'll, we'll have more on Contractors next week. Um, but well, what have you guys been playing this week? Or actually, before we move on, we have a couple questions here in chat. Um, G-Dog wants to know, is Contractors better than Onward? Tune in next week at UploadVR.com and you'll find out. And uh, Adam says none of these are better than Hyperdash. That's one I haven't spent a lot of time with yet. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, I haven't spent a lot of that. I'm I need not... to. I have it installed on my quest. It's a side quest, uh, you know, um, alpha test shooter right now. And, and they've got cross-platform, I believe, across everything. So it's pretty. Mm-hmm. Should be a pretty busy, busy lobby. Word. But yeah. What about you, Ian? What are you doing? Lobbies. That's that's eleven for me. So I I got the. So, Heaney, I hope you got the adapter, but I want to I want to talk about Eleven because uh, they're going to be one of the ones to try to get that uh, latency. Uh, what's it called? Phase sync. They're going to try to get that mm. phase sync employed. It's actually in there, I think, in a beta release. So, there's if you sign up for like the beta version of of that game of Eleven Table Tennis, <laughs> you should get better uh, better latency. Um, if what, you're what listening I- to the audio version, you can't see the picture on screen right now, but. Ian has this adapter that looks like a slingshot <laughs> that he has velcroed his quest controller to. No, no, adapter, so that's, is, a ver- adapter is a very generous term. That's a, for what that's is- a product. That's a product you can buy right now. So I love people, this people because people pay money for that. <laughs> for that, it's fantastic. It's amazing, oh and it makes table tennis uh, at least three times better. I don't, you know, I don't know how to three put percentage times. on it, but yeah, three wow. times, maybe four times. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, you already Lord, gave the yeah. game like a five out of five, didn't you? So what, it's uh, a 11 table five. tennis. You, okay, you know what, t- Ian? Are, are you the guy, are you the one that bought all of those adapters for the Wii remote so you could play tennis holding oh, the no. Wii remote? No, I man. think you're that guy. You're that guy. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to try this. You've got to try the adapter for the, for this. So they, this is ridiculous though. They've got, they've got, uh, an adapter you can buy for AAA to make them AA batteries to reduce the weight Whoa. in the Oculus Touch wow. controller. So you can wow. put this little plastic adapter inside the, the controller department and then lower oh the God, overall weight of your controller so it's that much closer to an actual paddle. So I'm waiting on the adapters no, to I arrive was, to I was to making a real gamer joke, but that, that, that's, so that's cool. real gamer stuff right there. That's... Yeah, someone get Jeff so Healy they, on the they, phone. You to, when you get this you printed out, what, <laughs> when you get this printed out, you have to print a right-handed one or a left-handed one. And so I got the left-handed one since I'm a lefty. I'm telling you, you make fun of me all I want, but this is the best. I, I'm going to have a story up soon, but Eleven is keeping table tennis alive. And I, you go in there, and there's a there's a very supportive community of people. Just, they can't go to a real table tennis club so they're enjoying it in vr i would i would challenge you to play again but last time we played the latency was so bad but may, i guess your internet's probably better <sighs> oh, now right no. i'm i'm on good internet i had that's the okay. thing i played a proper uh, match on a real internet connection and it was glorious like okay and, we then, need to and play then they're again. gonna add the latency yeah 
Because the last time it's, it's going to be it's, easy. The footage, the footage is on the internet. It's on YouTube. You can go back and look and check. <laughs> Whenever we played last time, I would swing and like I would hit the ball, and then it would teleport behind me, and it was like I, w- I would lose the point. So it wasn't See, very fair. Yeah, I, okay. I faced off against Ian Daddy, on his bad internet, and and he still beat the living snot out of me. So I I won't be facing Ian on good internet. Thank you very much. Yeah, Chris, uh, there's a lot of settings you can do in 11 to get your paddle just right. And there's actually multiple adapters you can get. Uh, there's there's multiple like 3D prints you can get for your controllers. And there's some good settings in there so you can adjust uh, the paddle however you want. I want to take a, a quick moment here to just compliment Ian on his turtleneck sweater. I think it looks very festive and holiday-esque. Mm. And I think he's uh, he's doing a good job here. He's he's looking sharp. So he's really stepped it up. Yeah, kudos. Thank you. You're great. Well done. What have you well been done, playing, Jamie? So uh, earlier this week, I reviewed Warhammer Battle Sister for uh, the Oculus Quest uh, One and Two, and I liked it. I gave it a three out of five. Uh, it's a first-person shooter, single-player campaign. Uh, there's some multiplayer coming uh, in early 2021. Um, I thought it was kind of on the simplistic side design-wise, but I actually quite like the production values. We're watching the first scene from the game here, which oh, that's I think is actually awesome. yeah, one of, yeah, one of the more impressive things I think you can see on Quest in this day and age. It's, does, it's not consistently that excellent right the way through. Some of the uh, character models are, are a bit you know troublesome. But yeah, it's developed by a UK <laughs> studio that uh, did, uh, what do you call it, Drop Dead. Um, <laughs> Which is fun. Oh, I like Drop and, Dead. Okay. Yeah, I like I like Drop Dead too. And and this is this isn't on rails like Drop Dead was, but it's it's you know still kind of basic. Very go down the corridor, shoot the bad guys. There's probably what like four or five enemy types that they just keep repeating throughout the game. But some of the some weapons of these are really environments really fun. are really pretty though. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, it takes about four four to five hours to get through the campaign. Um, and yeah, it's just it's really fun to just hold Warhammer weaponry. And then, you know, shoot it. I'd, it's, it doesn't have quite like the boneworksy kind of weight to it, which I kind of wish it did, considering how ridiculously huge some Warhammer weapons are. But, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. I, I, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I think it's like 30 bucks on the Oculus Store if you're interested. Uh, and yeah, two-player co-op coming next year in like Horde mode maps. So that was cool. Oh, okay. Not the campaign. Okay. Can you play the game as a pacifist? G-Dog, you cannot play a Warhammer <laughs> game as a pacifist. I'm afraid there is much bloodshed to be had, as you can see here in the shooting of people's heads off. Not just, not just headshots, but the actual shooting of the heads off when they roll. Yeah, I think, little... um, I think the, that, that would be Pacifist Hammer. Mm. That is, uh, that's the game where you, um, you build birdhouses. <laughs> <laughs> You know, watching this, watching the video here, like it, it looks kind of fun. You know, this is because uh, I, I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone recently about the fact that there just aren't a whole lot of VR like shooters that have just like a narrative, like linear yeah. campaign like this, especially on um, Quest 2 and 1. Yeah, especially on Quest. Yeah, I mean, I could, I can't even really think of very many. So having a game like this is just, it's kind of nice to just, you know, play through it kind of like the, galaxy's edge you know like just go from point a to point b maybe explore a little bit and you know fight enemies and you know these are the kind of games i used to love to play you know back on like 
or PS2 or whatever. Just kinda... well, that's what I that's what I said in the review. It just it makes you very nostalgic for that era of, of yeah. PS2 tie-in shooters. I said if it's going to remind anyone of anything, it remind them of the uh, I think it's called Fire Warrior was the first person shooter on uh, on PS2, the 40k Warhammer 40k uh, game. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so yeah, and you're right. There aren't that many of them, which is why I, I was quite fond of it. I, a good reason why I was quite fond of it. It's not like it has problems. So here I'm using these gesture-based controls. They never really tell you when you're meant to use them, and they don't really seem to work very well when you're meant to use them as well. So I'm not I'm not familiar with the Warhammer IP, but th- did that just say use faith to push? Yeah, you, you are. So the Battle Sisters are very you know religious zealot types. Um, one of my, one of my favorite uh-huh. things about that game is I d- I don't know Warhammer very well, but just the terminology they use is just absolutely fantastic. They they are all very you know religious obsessed the, the the guys in red love chaos which they just they just scream chaos all the time so you know more power to you and then this guy here this uh, he's a space a space <laughs> marine which i'm sure lots of people will be very familiar with just goes on about purging people in holy fire the entire game literally all he talks about it's like okay more, more power to you man <laughs> what made you who made you so angry being born in the Warhammer universe, probably. Adam makes a good point that um, at a young age he went all in on D and D instead of Warhammer. Mm. Um, but Warhammer seems to have more video games. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think I think you're you're accurate in that assessment. But D and D is starting to change. They're starting to um, adapt their source material a lot more Baldur's often. Baldur's Gate. Um, there's yeah, Baldur's Gate three is excellent. It's still in early access, but I loved it. I, I played through that. Um, and and it was fantastic. Also. Uh, there's an MMO coming out. I can't remember the name of it, but it's based on Magic the Gathering, which, you know, is Wizards of the Coast. That's not D&D, but it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And then there's also like a top-down um, Diablo-style D&D game in development as well. And I think they're starting to branch out more. So maybe fingers crossed, you know, it'll change a little um, bit, Adam. Monadic um, Media asked if it has teleporting motion. Yeah, uh, you can use smooth, but then uh, one of the sticks also just teleports. So you can use both at the same time, which I really, really like. Lovely feature. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Really, really cool. Yeah, I like when games yep. do that. Cool. Well, look, there's my score on the screen if you're watching. With all the points. You can also watch this on YouTube where I go. talk you for it. Yeah, there is a voiceover, in fact. It's not just a collection of games. Yeah, for four minutes. And then it's like, okay, enjoy. That was the review. Chaos! So uh, there's like, there's one more game to talk about before Medal of Honor, which is... Ian, back to you for an all-time missed. classic. Yeah, missed. Yeah, got our missed. It's missed. It's missed. It's wonderful. I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball. I'm going to talk about another one after you talk about this. <gasps> okay, but first, missed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, missed. I just sent Heaney the video. I wasn't sure if he had the the video link yet, but uh, it's missed. I I don't know. So you've never played it, David? <laughs> Jamie, did you play it? Uh, oh, no, no, I, I played it. I never, never finished missed. it. I played it all the way back when I was in like middle school, but I never finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I don't know, I don't know how you played it in an age before the internet, before you could look oh, up God, all the yeah. solutions. Like, it's one of those games I, where I remember calling um, my my brother, uh, who you know is like fifteen years older, and so I, I remember calling him asking for advice on a few parts that I got stuck on. I think there was there's a clock puzzle of some kind. I remember vaguely. Yep, that's um, the main. That's the one I have in my gameplay here. Um, is the the core the the basic? Well, that's one of the first ones, and that's one of the things that's changed. So they yeah, that's where I tap. <laughs> <so. laughs> yeah, they 
they basically yeah no i get that yeah um they basically redid all the puzzles so that they work really well in 3d um I, I even put on uh, smooth locomotion for the recording because I know the viewers love smooth, smooth locomotion so much. But I use teleport through my entire gameplay and it worked great. Um, I love this game so much. It's, I, I, I have such vivid memories of playing it through the first time. And uh-huh. this in particular, this moment when you're reading the books, it's like you're in silence in this game for so long. Just mm. nothing around you. And then all of a sudden, there's a person speaking to you after two hours of playing the game. Uh, it's it's quite the effect. It, it has it just sticks with you, and it, it's really really kind of neat to go back to these places in VR and do the same thing. And because... uh, I love that you can two hand uh, you can you can hold a book in one hand and then manipulate puzzles with the other. That's cool. The someone in the chat's asking um is the home environment good have you checked out the quest home environment that comes with it haven't checked out the home environment yet oh that's a really cool bonus i got access to it early so that's one of those bonuses you get with purchase yeah yeah i I hope more developers start doing that i i I just it's such a cool thing like to me you know that i I would almost be interested in buying the game just Mm -hmm. for that Mm -hmm. you know just alone even if i don't play it yeah, especially if they did it for something like Star Wars or something like that. That would be really cool. Oh, but it's yeah, yeah. The like the cantina that you go to in did, Galaxy's Edge, so you can look out the window and stuff. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Heaney, is the lobby that is the lobby that we come into before coming into the studio two thousand one inspired? <laughs> I think I think we come. <laughs> I think the room we come into before we come in here is from two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Kind of I, I assume oh, yeah. you guys aren't geeky enough to know that reference, but I mean, yeah. I love that movie, but I'm not geeky enough to know that reference. Yes, <laughs> but so correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Original Mist is kind of played. You don't actually like physically move in Original Mist, right? There's like arrows on the screen you click to go. Right. So this is kind of like the first time this island's been. Yeah, like it's it's fully 3D realized. No, no, no they did a no, 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 no. So, walk so around. That's oh, the okay. thing. That's the thing about this game. So it came out in 1993, and it was more or less a point-and-click adventure um, yes. with very, very, very good visuals. And that's yep. what made it so immersive at the time. Like People praised it for being years ahead in the, in the immersiveness uh, of what it could deliver. But it was mm. literally just one frame at a time, one scene. And you had to like look around it for something to click on or to, or, you know, to, to actually interact with. Um, mm. And this is, I love the lighting on these little things. I was obsessed with those little, all the light in the game is just brilliant. It um, looks fantastic. But like, uh, yeah, it was just, it was just those stills. And it's amazing that 1993, that's all they, and then over the years, they rebuilt a real time version of it. And there was a real 3D environment you could go down. And that game is available everywhere. You can go get it phone. Okay. And that's the way we played it through. I, I had my, installed it on my daughter's iPhone, the real Mist game. And then it's the same puzzles and we, it's a little, it looks a little bit different, but we could still help each other and we could still go through that journey again together. And like by, I don't know, hour two uh, or hour three, she's like, I, I like yours better. Like she's just watching my screen. Like I've casted it to a screen mm-hmm. and she's watching that. And she's looking at her real miss version of on her phone. And she says, yeah, actually Yours is prettier and better than the one I have on my mm. phone. So I'm I'm watching your screen more than the one I'm looking at on my phone. <laughs> That's cool. Adam, have you played the room 
VR yeah. yet, Ian? No. I think you would love that game. Yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's definitely, amazing. it's excellent. It's amazing to go full circle there because you can see the influences of Mist on the room. And so it's interesting to uh-huh. kind of see like a a game built from the ground up for VR. I understand it's just for people that want that Mist experience. I was I was torn between a three and a four on this game. But people who want that experience, I can't imagine this not being mm. what you're looking for. And it's 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 quest yeah. now, right? But there's a chance it might come to Rift next year because one of your one of your well, negatives. It, it already has a Steam page. Oh, well, it, there you go. Yeah, it's already because yeah, one of your yeah. negatives yeah. is the kind of texture popping and stuff on Quest Two, right? So it sounds yep. like it could really benefit from uh, a PC release for sure. Yep. Also explains where firmament oh, is, uh, where firmament sorry has been a bit. They've been working on this, right? Science been working on this, but their next game firmament was what crowdfunded what like two years ago now maybe and it's it's still really nowhere to be seen so yeah i think it what was it gdc 2018 i think is when i, I played a demo of firmament mm. and oh my god that game even back then i was just did bored you, by how did good you see it the looked. comments from you shared this jamie the comments from cloudhead about the gallery and i thought that was an interesting comment about what the the market being too small for a game like that yeah. right now yeah yeah about uh episode three coming back i'm glad you reminded me because i haven't actually written anything about that yet but uh i gotta go back and maybe write something about that a little later today hey, here, here's yeah, one of the gallery is another one that's pretty great what's, this ha- is what's happening puzzle, in the puzzle for, for for audio listeners ian yeah so literally all you have to do here is get the three gears to be in the positions of two two one one okay. gear turns the top two, the other gear turns the bottom two. And if you pull the gear oh, down okay. all the way, yeah. you can make one of them, the middle one, spin continuously until you let it go. And you only get like six or seven turns before you have to hit that gear and reset the whole thing. Mm. Cool. Uh, Adam Hertzel just asked Got if it. there were any new uh, IPs announced at the Game Awards last night. I don't think there was really any VR announcements at the Game Awards last night at all even though oculus yeah. said vr was about no, to take center so. stage that didn't happen did it guys um. oh god what what a tweet that was yeah, the, the, the oculus post yeah vr is going to take center stage and then what did they do they drop a new miss trailer for a game that was already out and then they launched medal of honor a day early with the new trailer and i think that's yeah. it yeah not, not do, you so think, great. do you think Facebook has yeah. any more surprises in store before the holiday, or is this is this it? Uh, no, I think I think it's probably it. I mean, right? Or wait, wasn't the Climb Two supposed to come out this year? Uh, that and Jurassic World, it was kind of wishy washy on if it would they'd be out this year or or early next. So um, it's looking probably like early next. Okay. I mean, it's it's been a big week for quest releases. To be fair, I don't think there's probably too much more coming for the rest of the year. Adam, <laughs> yeah, it's been a pretty, pretty good, um, you know, cadence of quality stuff oh, yeah, recently. Sure. Though they've done a pretty, pretty good job. Adam here mentioning the three hundred dollar Rift S. We don't talk about that. <laughs> don't do it. Don't look at that. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, that's uh, that can be uh, translated as to Rift S is taken out to the ranch. <laughs> yeah. Peace. Take out our trash. That's what Facebook's saying. Take out our trash. Hey, hey, don't speak ill of the Rift S. I'm Facebook speaking ill of the Rift S. All those landfills still have ET in them, so we can't bury the Rift S, so we need you to buy it. True. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, should we move? Should we move on to news? Two newsy bits before we get to uh, Medal of Honor. We we good? I think that sounds like a splendid idea. Perfectly splendid. Oh, oh yes. Oh, I Quite haven't fun. finished that. Me neither. <laughs> I didn't understand that reference, so I'm just going to move on. Oh, <laughs> uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, still, still not really even sure what that is. Um, <laughs> Vertigo Games is publishing Unplugged, the uh, the new hand tracking air guitar <laughs> game. Valentine's <laughs> no, 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 no. Game to the future. Yeah, essentially, right. That's actually a good way to put it. Um, and that's coming out next year. Um, looks pretty cool. I think it's. Gonna be a risk, right? Because it's it's basically I'm not it's basically Guitar Hero, um, but the idea using you're just using your fingers and tracking, um, and you have to slide them up and down the fretboard. It's not gonna be like super 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 precise. It's just hold your finger down on the right fret, not the right string, because I genuinely don't think hand tracking could even attempt to deal with that right now. Um, I'm very confused why they would choose to show a left-handed guitar player because even most left-handed people don't play i think that's just probably it's probably a solo developer project right and the dude's left-handed uh yeah maybe i guess that's true um i I find it i think it's roughly a five percent chance it feels as good as he makes it look like he thinks it feels (laughs) i don't know because hand tracking just isn't accurate enough no 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 no, but that's the thing that can't you can't feel anything. But they put it well, on yeah. feel as good as it looks. But like, um, I'm pretty sure. What did they give us a timeline on when they're targeting it for launch? Yeah, just 2021 for now, I think. Maybe maybe early they might have said, but I don't know for sure. I think we could be due for some big hand tracking updates before this actually. Well, that's hits. one thing. Yeah, I mean that that is. Yeah, that's a that's fair one point. thing. And the other the other side of it is you're not going to be getting the kind of like really really hardcore guitar hero songs of this game are you because it's just not going to be able to mm-hmm. keep, like they're not going to put any dragon force or whatever in this because that would just be a mess um yeah but yeah. i don't i don't know they i think it would be cool if we did see some really good hand tracking updates that gave us a bit more accuracy because i mean even as we sit here doing it a bit mine are being just a bit glitchy and you you know you're right, David, that if that doesn't hold up for even a second in the game, or if you miss a single note because of it, then the game's in serious trouble, right? Yeah, because if you watch that video, it was all like very slow delivery, mm. like, okay, here's like that's not how any fun songs are. Do, yeah. do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Guitar Hero spin-off for DS. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, where crazy. you had that little cartridge with the buttons yeah. on it that was so that was creative. So weird, and you flick the touchscreen. Uh, yeah, Nintendo were... at its most Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, basically. It reminds me of the Pokemon pinball on Game Boy Color with the Rumble Pack that you stuck in the system that shook the console. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, good times. Good. Um, good times. But having said all that, like uh, it we... is being published by Vertigo, so I mean, I mean, they they do publish good stuff. They do see potential. Where where it's this is there. true. So, this is true. You know, as as an avid uh, air guitar performer, mm. um, I, I will say that I am excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, I, I, I know many guitar solos on air guitar. <laughs> I, I have most of them memorized. So, well, yeah, that's real dedication that you're displaying right there. Yeah, true. Real gamer. <laughs> Hashtag real gamer stuff. 
We have an interesting comment from Chris Richardson about Cyberpunk 2077, um, that $300 for a Rift S is a good way to play that with Vorpex. Um, I haven't tried the game of Vorpex yet. I intend to soon. Um, generally speaking, Vorpex is about as janky as it can get. Um, it it does not feel native, like a real mm. head-tracked VR game. Um, maybe Cyberpunk is an, is an exception because it is such a new game. Maybe it you know somehow feels better than the ones I've tried. Um, generally speaking, I'm not too keen on Vorpex. I haven't tried many that actually feel great. Uh, but I'm willing to try Cyberpunk because I really enjoy that game a lot. So I'll give that a shot. We have some articles at UploadVR.com about other ways you can play Cyberpunk in VR. There's there's a few methods. Um, you know, none of them are official. Hopefully we get a real mod eventually. That would be awesome with hand tracking. Also, 300 stuff. bucks is still a lot to spend on a headset for, you know, a, a janky mod at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day... Yeah, see, Chris, I know they made a patch specific to the game, but ultimately all you're doing is injecting 3D like 3D visuals with head tracking on the camera. That's mm. all it is. Um, there's, you know, they don't mod the game to add new menus or add hand tracking or add anything. You're you're just controlling the camera with your head. So, I mean, it's it, it could be immersive and cool, but um, until there's a real official mod, it's not going to be, you know, like an actual VR yeah. game. In my experience, maybe this is different, but considering how it runs on on basically everything right now, adding adding VR official VR support on top of it is going to be a bit of a mission if they ever get around to that. Don't think it'll be on Quest Two, right? Right. Yeah, the developers themselves have expressed, um, I I, I would say, disinterest. They don't really seem uh, interested in adding VR at all officially no i mean it's one of those things isn't it like right now they they aren't but like maybe if it becomes a big enough deal in the next couple of years and it and it makes sense but yeah i mean i would sit and happily play I mean, with controller. God, but by the time by the time their next game comes out everyone's going to be living inside the metaverse so mm, I mean, it, it takes so long to make games this is true maybe they should just start working in the metaverse right now <laughs> yeah uh the other the other game to uh, the other piece of news to talk about this week is that Resolution has announced its next new game, uh, Demio, which is going to be a cooperative looking table like it's tabletop, but uh, RPG dungeon crawling game. So very much trying to like virtualize. Looks yeah, awesome. it looks really, really cool. Um, trying to virtualize kind of D&D nights and, and stuff like that. It's one of those. There's a bunch of stuff that's being announced right right now. I feel that it's like very reactionary to the pandemic. Even though maybe we're kind uh-huh. of yeah. at the end of the pandemic bit right now. Not like right now, but in a couple of months, hopefully it will look like we're getting towards the, the light yeah. of the end. I mean, it takes time to make exactly, stuff. You exactly, exactly right. So. But so it's, it's, it's kind of funny how some people are like, I've got a great idea, but I have to start making it at the start of the pandemic and it won't be finished until the end. But I'm still, I'm still hopeful for this one. It's, it's interesting because it's going to be Resolution's first game where VR is optional. So you can also play this one uh, just on standard PC displays, but it's also coming to Quest as well. Um, well, let's let's boycott it. It's not a real VR game. Yeah, clearly they've they've lost the faith, right? That's 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 that yeah. must, must have been what happened. We're seeing a teaser trailer right now, and all the all the characters are on uh, like little pieces, little I don't know bases. Is, I guess is what you yeah call them. yeah like like the miniature for D and D or something. Yeah, and there oh there's a a dice mm-hmm. right there or a die. Sorry, whatever. So I think like. I, yeah, I do think it's going to be like a proper tabletop VR experience, which could be really, really cool if they if they get it right. I remember 
a while ago, um, Resolution announced that they hired, I don't remember what his name is. Uh, I think it's Mike Booth or something like that, um, who was one of the original id software developers that worked on the original Doom. And I don't know if he's involved with this project, but I do know that, you know, as John Carmack and, and co were all making Doom, they had like epic, epic D&D sessions. So it'd be cool if like some of that came from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Something to say about Demio and Unplugged uh, and a few other games is that they will be featuring next week at Upload VR's winter wrap-up event, which is a very, very exciting thing we're doing next week, which is going to be a couple of reveals for new games coming out uh, in 2021, some updates for games that are already out um, at 9 a.m. every day next week. So Monday to Friday, we're going to have like new videos, some, uh, some dev diaries, some lists, kind of things like that from uh, so Unplugged, Demio, uh, Wraith, uh, The Oblivion Afterlife, Traffic Jams, new gameplay from Sam and Max, first gameplay of a Mystery Quest 2 game on Monday. Ooh. And then we're going to have uh, some cool uh, content in the studio as well. Me and Ian are going to be talking about the biggest stories of, uh, of the year, of 2020. You can see our schedule is up on Stevie the TV right now. We're going to be doing uh, like a session on what our most anticipated games of next year are. We're going to be talking uh, VR movies with Atlas V, which is very exciting. Hold up, hold What's up. up. New VR Kaiju game reveal. What is that? I, mean, I can't. I can't tell you, David. It's, it's, it says new VR Kaiju. It's that's what it is. It's not Rampage. I'll tell you that much. Oh. Uh, oh well, well not, <laughs> yeah. I mean, sorry. I've I've just told you what it's not. Rampage VR tour sounds really nice right now. That would be very, very cool. I would love to pick up a screaming civilian and bite their head <laughs> off. That'd be so fun. I'd be able to do that. It's just, it won't be called Rampage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, cool. And then on the Friday, we're going to be revealing our VR Awards nominations, which is exciting. We haven't actually decided any of them yet, so we're going to have to do that in the next week. But... Oh, no. <laughs> That's going to be so tiring. Yeah. How many? T- might we have some to put a time limit on that. How long do you think it'll last? Let's make, let's take bets. I. Well, as long as we're all in agreement years, so. that uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is obviously Game of the Year, mm-hmm. then I think we're fine. Half-Life Alex did really. All right, Wait, let's did, move on. Did Half-Life right, Alex cool. release this year? I keep forgetting. Yeah, it was released yeah. back in March, right at the start it, of everything. It won VR Game of the Year at the Game Awards. Yes, we have to be defiant. We can't. We can't play copycat. Sorry, Valve. <laughs> That's how the decision-making process goes around here. <laughs> yeah. We won't be the same as Jeff. We won't, we won't follow in your footsteps, Jeff. Never again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> time to talk, I think, <laughs> about what David wants to talk about. <laughs> which is... I want to talk about Rampage VR. That's what I want to okay, talk well, about. Okay, well, that's, that's not but what I've I got guess... written under big topic. Unfortunately. <laughs> we'll, we'll describe... We, we, we need to have a podcast where we just describe the, the dream game and hopefully some dev about that built it, right? That is an excellent idea. Yeah, I mean, can't we just make it? That's what uh, that's what uh, Joe Durbin no. and I well, rest in rest his soul, rest Who's his soul. Joe, Joe Durbin. I've never heard of Joe <laughs> Durbin. <laughs> Back on our um, the Apple of VR Gamecast is what we called it when we had a podcast that we had. I think we did like ten mm-hmm. episodes. Is we would always talk about a dream game, and a few of those dream games got made into reality because because, like I said earlier, we've been at Upload so long 
one of the dream games I described was Skyrim VR, and that eventually got made into a reality. Wow, what a powerful um, so, imagination you have. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> and then Jamie over here wrote an article about wanting a full game of Astrobot, and he willed that into yeah. existence. Well, and by extension, so, Astro's Playroom. We, we need to PS5, do more of that. So you have me to thank for that. Should have my check in the mail any day. Yeah. That's how it works. Perfect. Perfect. Anyway. Adam is correct. Phasma, well, no, Phasmophobia won best debut game, not best any game. It was debut game. So, like, uh, it won best new game that kind of came out of nowhere, I guess, would be the category. Jeff, early access um, That, yeah, which, that one has optional VR support. We've streamed it here on the channel. It's uh, quite fun, very scary, very spooky. Um, it is probably one of the best games in terms of just making you feel so tense that your muscles ache mm. i think is how i would describe it is just incredibly <sighs> stressful uh very fun though yeah i, I would like be, that which i, I would like not be that. playing phasmophobia in any way shape or form at any time in my life <laughs> uh g-dog it is a separate game so they released all like an entirely separate version of skyrim and vr it's not that's a whole separate discussion. It's, it's it's not a great port, but if you mod it with VR specific mods, it can be pretty. If they'd ever bring that to to Game Pass, the VR version, that would be big, wouldn't it? That would be oh yeah on the PC yeah, Game that'd Pass. Be really, that'd be really interesting because cool. Skyrim, it, the non VR version is coming to Game Pass yeah, next week. But no, but not PC, just the just on console. So yeah, G Dog, it's the identical same game. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hello, Paul. Paul. Now. Let's move on to the uh, main topic, the the hot topic for everyone here. War. Um, speaking of Oculus sending things out to die, Metal oh, Blunder. Wow. Here we go. <laughs> oh, sending it, it out to die. Oh. Okay, you, you, you tell me, did they not send it out to die when they release it on the same day as Cyberpunk? They charge $59.99. I mean, Cyberpunk sent it out to die. They, I mean, yeah, I guess, well, yeah, Cyberpunk got delayed, so it's not their fault. This this really state was announced ahead of time. But even just the release strategy, like you announce a release date and then you announce it and then you release it a day early during the Game Awards when no one's... Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It just... so. And then yeah. the marketing for it, like they didn't talk about this game for a year. It went completely you, silent. It's like they forgot it existed, and now they suddenly have and to. And for context, it. you're not like super keen on it, right? You gave it a three out of five in the review. No, I mean I, I, I like it. You know, it, it is a fun game. So it's it's a conflicting game for me to review because I, I had trouble um, picking a score. I was kind of torn between a three or a four, mm. or even a two at, at one point. Um, Which. It just kind of—it's all over the place. I mean, that's—that was my headline. It's fun but inconsistent, and the reason for that is because uh, I'll, I'll describe the campaign first. Is um, the campaign is six missions, but each mission is split into like nine to ten segments that are about five minutes long each, and some of those segments are literally just conversation. Like there, there's a segment where you're sitting in the back of a truck talking to two mm. people, and like here on the boat, this is a segment. And um, after a segment's over, you hit a load screen, uh, and then it goes to the next segment. Like the, the game is not a continuous journey; it is a collection of vignettes that are montaged together to tell a loose story about World War II. But there's not like 
it doesn't feel like I'm going on, you know, like an yeah. adventure or like I'm living through a story. It just feels like I'm playing highlights of someone's and and you're right that you're right that that goes back to what you were saying just now about the marketing, which was. I remember like early on in one of your first interviews about the game, they said like Oculus has contracted us to do 50 missions. This is a big, deep game. Yeah, no, that was the, yeah, I, I actually looked up that interview. I, I had forgotten that I actually printed that quote. I thought I would, that was just something I remember, but he literally told me on the record with the producer from Oculus sitting next to him that um, they were contractually obligated to deliver a 10 plus hour game. Jesus. Didn't, but didn't some people um, like so take eight hours? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you could beat it quickly if you play on easy and you just kind of tear through stuff and don't, um, you know, don't mm. die or anything. But um, it's, you know, pun intended here. There, you do a lot of respawning huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, because the, the way they've kind of structured it is like, here's a great example of the AI. Look at my allies. Oh, there you go. God. Thanks, guys. Um, so the campaign is the part that was frustrating for me because there are some really cool moments. Mm. Like there's a part where you're piloting or you're controlling a gun on the back of uh, this big. Oh, here it goes. Perfect timing is like the environments are super detailed. Mm. Like it's it's an incredible um, time capsule for like all of these environments and the inside of this plane and like submarines. And it's incredibly detailed in the environment, very realistic in that way. And there is a lot of variety. Like there's this section here where you're shooting down planes. You can, you know, shoot, you know down tanks and stuff in a tank and um there, there's a lot of variety in that way but there's just not much continuity between the segments is there is there teleport and it doesn't no it's smooth, smooth only. only oh man uh-huh yeah smooth only okay and uh, there's also no it's, it's weird it's smooth locomotion only but there's no smooth rotation how does how does <laughs> facebook, do they how does facebook do this right like I, I just don't understand like what is your where is your consistency where is your standardization for vr development you are no. meant to be the guys what 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 do you want to no, say no that's what that's what i'm thinking of i see when i saw mist right like hmm. i feel like this is this is a this is more or less a false start it's exactly what you said they took a, you know this is a product that uh from an era that facebook is no longer in or a platform that they no yeah. longer support yeah. so at least not the way they used to so uh mist mist has yeah, it like to your has point, a menu with teleport oh, and all these really great comfort options and i want to see that in all facebook games going forward yeah i mean this does have some decent comfort options so like there there are some things in here that i've never seen before as an option like you could turn off a lot of the gore um mm. you can have a setting to skip extremely intense sections like you can just not play them um there is a mm. setting to get rid of the screen shake effect for like explosions and gun recoil and stuff. Um, so stuff like that is nice, but um, the, you know, they're missing in other areas, obviously. Uh, but the other side of the game is there is a full multiplayer. Um, so uh, the multiplayer mode is totally separate. Um, my main issue with multiplayer is that there's not any progression at all. Mm. So you don't level up, you don't um, rank up, you don't unlock, you know, any, any new guns or any new skins or like any anything really you just um there's you can click on a page that shows your stats that shows your kill death ratio and the different game modes and um, that's basically it there's five modes 10 maps eight guns um you just jump in and you play and so i mean in a way i know a lot of people like that you know that they play games to have fun yeah. they don't want to have to go through a progression and unlock things and hit walls of 
you know, access to content, which I agree with, but I do like the sense of progression that most modern multiplayer I mean, games have, even if it's purely it's cosmetic, you know, just something to reward me. Exactly. Yeah. Like they do yeah. Apex, uh, I was about to say Apex Construct, Apex Legends, and they do Titanfall. These are people that know how to hook you on a shooter and keep you coming back for more. So it's just very, very bizarre that, you know, some of the staples of those kinds of games just aren't here. Hey, Alakazam, thank you for the $5 thank Super you. Chat donation. Girl, thank, thank you, you so very much, much. Alakazam. Makes a great point here in his comment. He says, love the show. Reviews are subjective. I, I want to tattoo that on my face. Reviews are subjective. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> People love cyberpunk. I love cyberpunk. And he says he got his money back because he didn't like cyberpunk. Um, same with Half-Life Alex, didn't like Half-Life Alex, and Mullah of Honor is his favorite VR game. So you know what? That's oh, good for you, dude. That's totally awesome. You well, know, that's dude. fine. I in in and if you read my review or watch the review of my Mel of Honor that I did, um, I I do like the game. A three out of five is a good score. I had fun. Um, I even in my review I even say that I think I have to spend a little more time with it, but I think this might be my favorite multiplayer VR mm-hmm. shooter and from a purely like entertainment perspective like the gameplay is so good it has this perfect balance between like authentic realism mm-hmm. uh, of like reloading and aiming versus accessibility like the example that i gave in my review is the pump action shotgun you know whenever you shoot you have to pump after each shot but then once the shells are gone it just reloads the shells mad like automatically mm-hmm. for you so you don't have to fumble around and grab one and put it in and grab one you know do that over and over which is it's kind of annoying in VR. Like I get it, you know, realism, but um, you know, if I'm, if I'm pinned down and surrounded by enemies and I'm trying to like fumble around and grab a grenade or do this or do that, then I mean, it can be a little annoying having to then put each shell back in the game or back in the gun individually. So that they, that like have areas like that where they've kind of struck a middle ground between accessibility and realism. And I think it really helps, especially in multiplayer because it's so fast paced. You see comments here. What do you think it should be priced? Oh, I I'm glad I don't have to make those kind of decisions because <laughs> I that's that's a tough super one. expensive to make because especially because it's basically three different pieces of content. Yeah. You have your campaign that's around ten hours long. Uh, that's a collection of vignettes, a few epic moments. The the Normandy beach level. Um, has some really cool things. You can play that video next if you want, Heaney. It's on our YouTube as well. Um, the like D-Day Beach. It's it kind of feels like a PS2 game in that moment because it's like giant objective markers in your UI that are very intrusive. And but then at the same time, it's like you know, like holy crap, you know, this is this is the Omaha Beach. You know, this is in VR. This is pretty cool. That's, it's and so I mean that's. The, there are both sides. That's to funny it. that you made that comparison because you know Medal of Honor Frontline was the PS2 shooter with the with the uh, D-Day section, right? Uh, it had that really, really, really impressive opening. And I, I the thing I wonder about is uh, a couple of weeks ago I reviewed uh, Frostpoint, the new shooter from Inexile Games, and the the big the, the, uh-huh. the big like cloud over that I didn't like it very much was that at some point uh, during development. Microsoft bought in exile and it just to me I don't, and this is all speculation it just really really <laughs> seemed like Microsoft were like yeah you can complete this game but we're not going to help you with it we want you making this this and this and 
uh, that that game kind of got left to die a little bit. The thing that happened with this is that EA bought Respawn pretty soon after Facebook announced they were working with them to make a game, right? And again, like you have to wonder how much leeway did EA give uh, Respawn to keep working on this over the past, what, like it's been in development like three or four years, I think. And yeah, yeah, especially you know, when. No, I, I love everything you're saying. I'm nodding along to everything, and I think in particular uh, with a company like EA, um, a project mm. of this magnitude becomes kind of like a uh, a negotiating point for next projects. Yep. So that's a company that Facebook is gonna have to con- contract with to yep. make more games for their next generation, and mm. this game then becomes like. EA says we need to put it on Steam, and Facebook says, "All right." I mean, like yeah. that's those are like that's the way that discussion yeah. probably went. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. And yeah, it's it's tricky, right? Because you know they, you know, EA wants them to make Star Wars games. They they're now maintaining uh, Apex Legends, which has been a pretty big success for them. You've got to imagine, you know, they're working on sequels to uh, Jedi Fallen Order and yeah, everything. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. It's kind of interesting to to think about because if you th- if you think about most of the Oculus Studios funded big VR games that they have, most of those studios they have tied them up into making you know mostly just VR mm-hmm. games or even outright bought mm-hmm. them you know like Sanzaro and and Rad and um, but in this case you know this is respawn yeah. you know like EA publishes their titles they. Like you said, they have a single-player Star Wars game, you know, like the biggest property on the planet, uh, arguably, you know, and then they have Apex Legends and they did Titanfall. And um, so, I mean, this was like a side project for them, you know? Yeah, it seems that way. I I feel like it, I feel like they probably didn't, you know, have the time or or manpower to prioritize it as much as they they, um, would have liked to. Um, From talking with the developers, I get the sense that they are obviously very passionate about yep. this. A lot of them worked on Pacific Assault, you know, back on back on PC. Um, you know, so this is, you know, I think the developers knew what they were doing and knew what they wanted to do. Um, but from the very beginning, it's obvious this is their mm-hmm. first VR mm-hmm. game. Uh, just there's a lot of little small things like all the UI. You can see like a lot of those objectives that pop up like that, like that. It doesn't feel or look good yeah. in VR to have stuff like that. I- and then, like at the very opening moment, as soon as you launch the game, there's a giant rectangle in front of you that has the entire um, user license agreement you have to scroll through, right. and it's just like it's just uh, it, it was immediately took me out of it. That and that is fascinating, right? The the idea that this is a developer that has you know an enormous amount of experience in the industry and is releasing a AAA VR blockbuster what, like nearly five years into the, the age of consumer VR now. And there are already so many examples from smaller indie studios about how to do this stuff right. And even now, someone's as experienced as Respawn, with, you know, not just experience this generation, but experience with this franchise. This was my favorite. Yeah, sorry, if, if you're watching right now, this was my favorite part of this mission, where it tells you to just run and you just see all the explosions. Cool. and but. It, it kind of blinks in and out like that to sort of 
I'm guessing to kind of simulate the like intensity and sort of trauma of the moment. So oh, this, which was the um, but, what was it? Call of Duty. What was the most recent game to do World War Two? Call of yeah, Duty World yeah, War Two. Yeah. That was the name. This yeah. kind of gets to to what I'm I'm touching on though. Like you just said, your favorite bit of this mission is the bit where you don't have to shoot anyone or anything. You just run forward and take in the explosions. It just seems like the the game exactly. gets in the way a bit more. And maybe you know, maybe this is yeah. what we uh-huh. all need to start saying about VR is maybe you don't need ten hour campaigns where they're basically, you know, fluffing it out or or padding it out. Sorry, with 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 these right. extra objectives and menial tasks, which you know, you're in VR. It is a demanding thing. It's taking up all your attention. It's not like you can just suddenly check your phone during a loading screen or anything like that. If you're not there and engaged straight away, why are you there? And if you're making 10 hours worth of content uh, and and some of it is just padding it out, maybe we don't need that. Maybe this Medal of Honor would have been a better game if Respawn had looked at the 10 hours they built, identified the best hour of it, and then just abstracted... But just taken that out and made that the game. Maybe we'd all be raving about this right now. I know people and wouldn't be they, happy that it was only an hour. And then but... they could alter the price. I mean, like that's the yeah. that's kind of why we get this feeling that this partnership fell apart is the combination of the price and not focusing it like you're saying. Like if if the two have uh-huh. gotten together and 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 said, okay, this isn't working. This people aren't going to like this as much as they should. Let's mm-hmm. re, you know redo it. And I just don't think they had that conversation. Yeah, essentially. You know, I think, you know, I, I agree with you, but I also would say that, like, the individual pieces of this game, like, the stuff that we're watching now, this isn't that bad. Yeah. You know, like, this this section here, where I have a clear objective, um, you know, I'm just supposed to clear out the bunker, like, that is a very World War II shooter thing. You know, like, I'm, I feel in my element here, it's familiar, and it's immersive, because I don't have to think about the game itself, I'm just doing what I'm supposed mm-hmm. to do, you know, like it's, you know, it's a very objective driven um, survival based section of the game, which is very mm-hmm. fun. Um, but it's just everything in between, you know, like after this moment's over there, I hit another load screen and then, you know, I get sent back to the quartermaster. I have to go walk through a corridor again to queue up the next mm-hmm. mission to then go to another load screen to then talk to a person at a table for two minutes to hit another load screen to go. And then it's just the way the, put it together the pieces the way that it was structured is the main problem for me and um to go back to what i was saying earlier the multiplayer is is actually pretty fun you know like it's very fast paced it feels old school in a way that um onward and pavlov and contractors don't um i I think the, the they definitely have the benefit of response talent yeah um because if you if you look at a game like Onward or Contractors or Pavlov, those games that are made by very, very tiny studios. Um, one of the biggest bottlenecks is just the map design. Yeah, um, Most of those maps just aren't very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, all, they're mostly flat. Most of them don't have layers. They don't have a much destructibility. That, I mean, it, just here in this video, even though it's kind of compressed in our studio here on the screen, like this city is incredibly mm-hmm. detailed. You know, you, you do not see any maps like this in any other VR shooter. And um, the, all the environments are like this. All 10 of them are incredibly unique. There's not a single one that looks like another. You don't get the confused. Uh, the map layouts and designs are excellent. Um, so that's the strong point of the multiplayer. And um, the game modes are fun. Most of them are just deathmatch with a twist. Uh, they do have domination as well. Uh, but the, the multiplayer is fun. So if 
if you're mostly interested in the multiplayer side, it's it's still a high price tag, but um, it is fun. I just wish it had some progression yeah. uh, to get you kind of coming back for more to keep playing. Uh, but what is there is is quite fun. It's 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 quite good. It's interesting though. I like. I was just watching the gameplay that you that's been going on for the past couple of minutes. I saw at one point you reach for binoculars, uh, and it didn't seem like they were interactive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You walk past right. some gas yeah. masks, yeah. then you walk past the bicycle. Obviously, it's asking quite a lot for all of those things to be super interactive, but it's just you notice these kind of like little, uh, really exciting potentials out of the corner of your eye in, in every street. Ian, what it reminds you of what? what's the what's the old adage in like theater or something? If you if you put like a a knife or you put a gun out on like a a stage in a theater, you expect. Mm that the audience starts to expect that gun to be used at some point mm. in the play. Um, yeah. That's really applies to VR. If you put something in the room with you, you better be able to mess with it. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember uh, the, yeah. the first thing I did was in Half-Life Alex was, you remember in the tutorial of the game, it's like jump that gap. Um, you climb up like some, some sandbags or something and you have to get over a wall and it's like, okay, now you have to, it's this button to jump this gap. But I was like, okay, I'll just go back and grab the ladder I saw just back there. And the ladder is just, you know, baked into the environment. Total, like, uninteractive piece of 3D scenery. And I... It, this know. level here on the screen so he, he um, got my is particularly impressive. I, didn't, I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, this level, I like it a lot because there's, like, a thin <laughs> layer of fog um, that really is super atmospheric. And, um, you know, the, like the snow and everything, it's just, it's very detailed. I, I liked this mm. level a lot. It was, yeah, this is, I think it's my favorite map for domination because the control points are really spread out and there's a lot of cover points, but it's still mm. open. Um, that, that, that's another point too, is a lot of the environments, even in the campaign are very open. You know, they feel huge. It feels like you're in a war. And um, I, I was thinking about this. There aren't very many <laughs> VR games that have a lot of open air outdoor environments. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why the game is such a large install size. It's like 180 gigs. Mm. Um, you know, Asgard's Wrath was like, I think 130. Um, but that one is a lot of indoor stuff. There's a lot of dungeons. This is, you know, very open, you know, like you can see a lot of areas in the distance that you can't even go to, but it, it really sells you on the idea that you're, mm. you know, at, at like the front line of a war. And, um, you know, just the environments, I think, are the strongest point of the game for so, sure. Having played it, not confident that Facebook will so, have so much success that will get on Quest. Yeah, well, is that what you're going to say? <laughs> Adam, I just saw Adam's comment, Chekhov's binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> so Sorry, what do you think you they say, should Jamie? sell the multiplayer separate? Or, or, and maybe, or break and it maybe out on as Quest a as well. game? Okay. I think that would... Um, I think that would be smart. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think it would be a smart idea. Maybe if they do a quest spinoff, it'll be multiplayer only. What's going to happen to Lone Echo 2? Because that, I mean, hopefully oh God, that's going to be really, really good. And hopefully they're finding a way to get that onto Quest. Because otherwise it's the last Rift exclusive, right? You've got to assume Facebook probably it's, isn't going to pay anymore for well, PC exclusives. What, you know what just hit me on that? They can't just put Lone Echo 2 on Quest, they have to port Lone Echo 1. Yeah, exactly. And that's that, I mean, that's a, that, that is something they could do, though, isn't it? They could 
come out and say, actually, we've been silent for a year and a half because here's Lone Echo 1 on Quest after we did Echo VR. And yes, uh, the, the sequel will be on both. It's a shame yeah. because this, this is the end of the, like, like you were saying, it's like, it's a game out of, out of time, out of error. Weirdly enough, it's, it's Facebook publishing a game in a market it's not super, super interested in anymore. And it, it's a shame because, what was it, just like three years ago that Facebook was promising a Rift exclusive every month? And we, and we got some like genuinely yeah. quite cool content out of that. And now it's... Yeah, From, from Other Sons was... Yeah. I really hate what happened to that game. It, it could have... If they had continued updating it, that could have been something really yeah. incredible. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, it's... it's I'm going to quote myself oh. here. Um, with In my Medal of Honor review, I talked about how uh, Medal of Honor is a game about war, but it's often at war with itself. <laughs> Mike Damn. Mike Damn. David I mean, Jack it's, knows it's war. It's par for the course, right? To, to have a Medal of Honor game that is just incredibly conflicted in so many ways, you know? Like, Medal of Honor is just... I feel bad for the franchise because... Um, you know, it, it used to be just such an iconic key part of any, you know, gamer's library. You know, I, I played the original on PS1 so many yeah. times. Oh, my God. I love that game. It hasn't. And, you know, the ones on PS2 and then Allied Assault, Pacific Assault, like, you know, even Airborne was pretty great. And there, there's a lot of great games in this series pass. And it's been eight years. And then, um, you know, it's getting review bombed on Steam, which I think is a little stupid um i think it's still review bombing on steam is stupid yeah. it could have been amazing yeah it's it's a shame and you're you're right in that it it probably means i mean it might sell okay i don't know but if it doesn't the series is going away again for a long time reed spawn's probably not going to do anything more with vr for a long time well, well they could just pretend it didn't happen yeah well that's what i mean i, I just want titanfall vr that's yeah, what that'd i want be really really cool um it can respawn and Skydance team up to make uh, Titanfall VR. Oh yeah, that would be so cool, so so cool. Because Archangel, Archangel's solo campaign was on rails originally; wasn't very good. But the PvP Hellfire game they put out was yeah. it was awesome. So I, I want Titanfall VR. That's that'd what I be want. very cool. Well, there you have it. That's yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like David says, he I mean he does like it, and it is a it's good a three, game, right? It's, it's a free. free. It's a free. Good. It's a good game. It's just you know, we, yeah. Yeah, it's a good this game. is the year where Alex came out, and I would say largely delivered. And we were kind of looking towards this to oh, be yeah. the next Alex, and that just isn't the case, right? You know, I would even go like I'm even confident enough to say that if the multiplayer, as it exists in Medal of Honor, had been spun off as its own game and you know charged less, I would probably give that individual piece a four out of five. Yep. And then the campaign, if it were by itself as is, I, I'd probably give that a two okay. out of five. Mm. Um, and that, so you combine them together. That's, that's how I got to a three out of five. That hurts. That hurts it, me. What do you think Facebook's focus is going to be in the future on shooters? I mean, that's the, I, I keep, I think there's only room for a couple of shooters in VR. I, I don't well, think there's support for uh, lots and lots of these going forward. I mean, the, I'm I'm wondering I wonder if they've tried to to poach Dante from Downpour. Oh true. Because they seem to be really close with him on onward on quest and 
I'm, I'm wondering if that's something that they've tried to do. I know from talking with him, he's, he's talked about this publicly that Valve has tried to hire him as well. Um, so I, I don't know. That they switch over that, that switch over when he rebuilt the launch on Quest. I mean, that was rough. Uh, oh, yeah. But I think, relatively speaking, it was handled well. I mean, it was. I mean, after the initial not communicating what that change was going to be, well, yeah, I think it you know recovered well and got back on course. Um, that's you know that's the type of thing I think Facebook should keep an eye out for if they are looking for someone. Is how do you handle that kind of community? Yeah, it's it's yeah. weird because I mean the other thing is obviously uh, we were talking last week they they just shut down Marvel and they just shut down ripcoil as well so those are two games that you know they were clearly like all right no more future here what less than less than two years maybe just over uh-huh. two years for marvel and it's gone could that happen to medal of honor now as well if if it doesn't thrive thank you Alakazam. thank you for two more dollars in the super chat donations that is fantastic he said quest three fun 2022 yeah, that's very very wise <laughs> You know, it's, it's an interesting point with uh, Sanzaru because they also, a lot of people have forgotten this existed, but a rough launch title, VR Sports Challenge, oh, God. Uh, they developed that one as well, which is single player only. So I'm, I'm guessing that explains why it hasn't gotten the, uh, the axe yet, mm-hmm. like Marvel and Ripcoil did. Um, but Marvel is frustrating because you could play the whole game solo. There was AI. Yeah, but you had to you had to like not find anyone online to be able to do it, and they just they don't but, seem very interested uh, it's, in, it sucks, in saving you know, that element of it. You're right. They they really I uh, I'm going to say that it is one of the crappiest things Facebook has done to to re- totally remove that game because I feel like there there should have been some time and resource investment into making it playable without a server search because it's. It's stupid that the opening prologue of that game that's, that's like 20 true. minutes long is excellent. You can sell that. Super fun. Yeah, just sell that as its own thing even because it was such a fun just, you know, little like action mm-hmm. romp through a city where you get to fight alongside all these heroes and it's it just sucks to see it go because, I mean, even you, I think you gave it a 5 or a 6 out of 10. You know, it's not a great game, but, um, you know, it's it's the only way that I can play as Spider-Man and Wolverine. Iron Man. Or not Iron Man, I forgot it's not even in it. But Captain Marvel, Thor, Deadpool, like they're just Wolverine. It's just so many characters. Like it's it was just for the character models alone, the training room, you know, like just to hang out and play as the characters. Only, uh, it sucks. Only it's place gone. in VR you can press a button and Wolverine's claws come out of your hands. Uh come out of your Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's just gonna go away. That's it's nuts to think about in that way. Yeah. Still. Oh well. <laughs> rip. Rip rip. Ooh. I guess. All right. Well, that does uh, it. yeah, I think we're reaching the end of the show here. It is a pleasure to spend time with you two, a fine mm. gentleman. It was perfectly splendid. Oh. I had a, a, a good time discussing VR with, with the two of you, discussing Mist and Warhammer Battle Sister and Medal of Honor and Contractors and 11 Table Tennis. And all of the various things that we talked about. Um, if you are interested in seeing more Medal of Honor VR content, you can obviously check our YouTube channel. We have a full video review. It's like seven and a half minutes long. Um, we have the entire D-Day Omaha Beach uh, mission in a video. I also have 
um, about eight or nine minutes of multiplayer gameplay in a video that you can see all of that uh, to get a real good idea of what the game's like. Um, Battle Sister, we have a review of that on our channel as well. We have nine minutes of missed gameplay. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff here on our YouTube that you can see of all these games that we just talked about. Um, also, um, soon, I don't know exactly how long between now and then, but very soon um, today, I'm going to be going live with some Medal of Honor VR. Um, I'm probably going to just do multiplayer because I liked it better than the campaign, but I might do a couple missions to show people if they're really mm -hmm. interested. Um, but that, I'll be live here on our YouTube channel with that um, later today. I, I think it's, is it almost one o'clock Pacific? I think the time's an hour, hour off. Um, so I'll, or wait, is it 1144? It says Los Angeles 11.44 behind you. I don't know what that means. I believe no that's idea the time where you are. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, yeah. We weren't in here as long as I thought to give me a Chicago okay. time zone. I need, thank you. <laughs> David dunking on bots. <laughs> I, I'm hoping there will be people online. The game's been out for, what, 12 and almost almost 24 hours now. Okay, so it's 11.44 Pacific. Okay, so probably around 1 p.m. Pacific. No in about an in hour, so. I love that. We've just, yeah. It's true. It's true. It really is very I've true. since being in here. The weight of the headset on my face is aging me rapidly. <laughs> now that i have the uh the quest 2 clips for my vr power um i've got that but since the um deluxe strap with battery i guess doesn't exist anymore you know <laughs> i don't know what happened um, it went it went wherever a metal honor i, I ordered one and i never got it and then they told me it was canceled so i'm using the vr power from the quest one now cool all right okay well thank you everybody for tuning in um Check back in around an hour or so for some Medal of Honor live if you want to hang out and Make check sure that out. Make sure to watch when to wrap up um, next Oh, week. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. G-Dog, I, I forgot to answer your question. Contractors does not have a story mode, but it does have single-player missions you can do and co-op missions you can do against bots. All right. Okay, thank cool. you all for tuning in, and thank you for the donations. Bye, team. Yeah, thank you for the, what was it, $7 from Alex Zam? Awesome. Thank you. It was really good of you.